0: This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the batmanuniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat Family at the batmanuniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at the BatmanUniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show.
1: Welcome to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast, Season 14, Episode 4. I'm your host, Ian, and I have with me today...
0: This is Steph.
1: And we are, sadly, once again without Theo. Everyone send good thoughts towards him for his hard work on his school. Uh, we're very proud of him, but we also definitely miss him. So, do well, Theo. A little bit of news. Solicitations for May dropped last week. A couple of new things, a couple of things ending. So, uh, Batman... Robin, and Deathstroke Incorporated crossover called Shadow War is ending in May. So that's kind of cool.
0: Can we guess that the secret wide-headed um, person in Robin was
1: um, just Deathstroke? Uh, you mean Respawn? Yeah. Well, I'm personally thinking he's probably going to be like Rose's secret twin brother or clone. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Will he be a part of Shadow War, do you think?
1: Yes, he's on the cover for our first couple issues. Respawn is? Yes. Okay. It's quite possible he'll get killed off, since that tends to happen to uh, Slade's non- uh, Rose children.
0: (laughs) Oh, How many children does he have?
1: Three. Uh, One of them is sort Uh, of permanently dead. That's his oldest son, Grant. One of them comes back and forth, and that's Joseph, who's (laughs) the one who tries to be a hero. Oh, Poor Joseph. Yeah, he's He's had a hard life. <laughs> so Shadow War, I'm actually kind of excited about this. I'm a little less excited given how little I've enjoyed the first three issues of Williamson's run. But since mm-hmm. this is crossing over with Robin, I think that's much more exciting because I've really loved Robin. What do you think, Steph?
0: Um, what, is, what is it going to be about?
1: So to, the first part of it is going to be about Rache being killed. And they think that Deathstroke did it. Deathstroke of course claims he doesn't and the solicitations for May hint that there's like a big mastermind of some sort and it could be Talia it could be Mother Soul it could be you know someone we haven't thought of at all uh, they've mentioned Prometheus in the series so lots of potentials lots of twists and turns but like the inciting incident is Ra's, quote unquote dead as if that hasn't happened before
0: as if that hasn't happened before he'll be fine.
1: He will indeed be fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that means that, you know, Talia and Batman are both going to try and find Deathstroke first so that Batman doesn't want to kill him and Talia wants to kill him. Hmm.
0: Do you think, I mean, not to be too spoilery, but do you think the end of the newest Robin issue will have anything to do with it?
1: Oh, definitely. I definitely okay. think that it's going to be a big part of it. I do think that if... uh we should definitely talk about the newest Robin issue in Greater Gotham, but if what happens in the end of the newest Robin issue number 11... Or it's
0: teased to happen at the end of the latest one, Right. Because it doesn't actually happen.
1: Well, it's a plan that Damien has. If yes, he succeeds, correct. they are keeping something really big secret. If it doesn't succeed, it seems like it's more likely that it won't succeed. even though I think it should, because I'm tired of the it status shouldn't. quo.
0: Me too.
1: All right. So that wraps up Shadow War... We don't know for sure what happens next with Batman. Uh, Joshua Williamson might continue on Batman or they may announce a new person in June. Williamson has said that Shadow War is connected to the Dark Crisis that's happening after the death of the Justice League. I don't I personally hope that Shadow War has like a satisfying ending cuz I I kind of liked how Fear State ended. It, it felt like it had a pretty decent ending but also was of course open for new stories. I kind mm-hmm. of hope for that instead of Uh, Sort of just going into the next event ending. I'm not as big a fan of that. No. We'll Um, see. I definitely
0: hope that it'll be better than Batman is now. Because it's a little silly right now. Not silly. It's Poorly constructed.
1: I love the concept of what Williamson is doing. I just don't don't enjoy the execution. And it's very disappointing because I wanted to like it. Because as I said, the concept is great.
0: And he's great. Well, he he can be great. He can
1: be just a really good (laughs) writer. I mean, we've consistently thought Robin was just a good book. Really, sometimes great book. Yeah. So Suicide Squad and Teen Titans Academy are both ending in May. Um, A lot of titles need to end. Unfortunately, some titles that I probably don't want to end will end too, because DC is putting out way too many books. Something like 80 books. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. A new Black Label miniseries is starting called Batman Fortress. This is a three-part miniseries in Black Label written by Gary Whitta, who also was one of the co-writers for Star Wars Rogue One. And also illustrated by Derek Robertson, who's most famous for drawing the boys. What do you think about all these Black Label miniseries for Batman, uh, Steph?
0: I mean, I think generally I enjoy, not necessarily Black Label, but I enjoy a miniseries, I think, generally a little more than the ongoings just because you can have a beginning middle end (laughs) and tell the story you want to tell and especially since Black Label I guess now is sort of greater owned sort of maybe kind of sometimes (laughs) it does lend to a little more I don't know interesting storytelling you can kill people off without feeling too bad about it and you can do things you can change the status quo without you know actually changing it in the comics so I don't know All in all, I enjoy enjoy miniseries more. And they end and I don't have to read them forever and ever and ever and ever.
1: Well, I guess you're a good person to ask this question then. What do you think about the idea is if instead of doing miniseries, they had Batman Black Label and it just kept going with the same content, but it would be in technically an ongoing...
0: I feel like then they would force things out. Like, it comes out a little more naturally this way. It's like, oh, this creator has this idea, and this is what they're going to do, and it'll come out this time. Whereas if it's something that you force every month or whatever, um, I think sometimes you end up putting out poo-poo. Because you just have to get something out because the deadline's coming up. Whereas where if it's a story that someone wants to put out whenever, it's just, it just comes out. And then there's the story. I don't know.
1: I see what you're saying um I don't know I I've just had all these theories about Aquaman because they had three different miniseries leading into or connected to uh the new Aquaman ongoing title that's launching this month and I'm like why didn't they just because it's all the same creative team it's the same two writers who are writing the ongoing who wrote all Oh, I
0: get what you're saying okay so
1: I don't see why they didn't put those all together
0: right that makes sense no, I get what you're saying there. But
1: yeah, well, I see what you're sense. saying it, about uh, because Black Label. if
0: it's not, that's an ongoing story, though. Right, so right. yeah, it doesn't make sense to always put that in all kinds of different books or, or minis or whatever, um, unless you're really gonna hype it up and like sell it along, sell it alongside the other books. They
1: haven't, um, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so in that case, they kind of just get lost. Yeah. Like I've been hunting down books you know, with certain characters in it. And it's just, there's just random issues here and there that didn't really get lumped in with the other stuff. So they're just harder to find. And I
1: don't know. That's why fans create wikis.
0: Yes, that's how I survive.
1: (laughs) Yes. And it's honestly why we do things like this podcast in our Discord community. Because that way people who are looking for things have a resource in like older fans and fans who have been around. I think that's really something that fans who've been around should sort of think of as their, something they can do to pay back you know, to mm-hmm. the community. So the Batman Annual is coming up, and this is going to be by Ed Brisson, not by Joshua Williamson, and it is Ghostmaker, Ghostmaker Leads Batman Incorporated. Now, if you told me this like four months ago, I would have been really excited, but after the way Batman <laughs> Incorporated got used, I'm less excited.
0: <laughs> well, it's if it's focused on that... It might be fun. Who knows? It's a different writer, different. I don't know. Setup. Maybe something better is coming. I don't know, Ian.
1: I mean, I that's don't the know. problem. Is it feels like we're about to have a big. Either we're about to just keep going with Josh Williamson, or we're gonna have a big change, and we have no idea. Like no we just idea. don't know what's gonna happen. I
0: don't know. How long? How long is the current arc?
1: Well, like I the mean, Batman
0: Ink arc? How how many more issues of that do we have?
1: Just next. Next week.
0: What? Yep, it's okay, a three yeah, issue then up. I'm not excited. <laughs> I was giving them a chance to, like, improve the character. To, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, I, I think another problem is I think that this idea is just too big for three issues. Yeah. Or maybe it's four issues. It's four issues, no. but it still feels too big for four issues.
0: Well, I don't. I don't think it seems too big. I don't think they made the best of the time that they had.
1: True. They spent, like all of the first issue just getting batman out of gotham and i don't think yeah. they needed to <laughs> they could have gotten out of gotham in like less than 10 pages and then just been like and here's batman Inc. and he could have like met one of them and he'd be like babbling like i just there's so many ways think, he could have gotten the character and most
0: of most of issue 2 was just a pissing contest between Lex Bruce and Bruce, Bruce. yes
1: like With the wine uh, on the
0: ground <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, no it's just bad and then it I don't know. Okay. No. Um, I don't talk about it. We're not talking about Batman today. We're talking about Detective Comics.
1: Ah. Um, ah. One Dark Night is ending by Jock. That's written and illustrated. Um, I can't remember if the second issue is out or not. It is. I read it. It was very good. Oh, okay. That's the
0: Catwoman writing isn't it?
1: Oh no! Oh, oh no, no, no! Just kidding.
0: Just kidding. No, it's not out yet.
1: I, okay. I, I didn't think so because this is. May. I was thinking
0: of the other Batman one
1: uh the night yes yeah yes actually i think that's in greater gotham yes it is i'm excited to talk about that one me too uh Uh. flashpoint beyond is getting three issues in may this is ridiculous they're churning through this book
0: what (laughs) is that one again i know we talked
1: about it that's jeff johns and jeremy adams and tim sheridan they're doing a sequel to flashpoint 10 years later
0: oh never mind i don't know what that is oh i was thinking of of the spin-off I was thinking of the, oh, oh what's it called? The White Knight Universe.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's starting a couple, like, next month, I think. Okay. The reason I mentioned Flashpoint Beyond is because, of course, Flashpoint Batman's back. Oh, yeah. Um, the Flash movie prequel with Michael Keaton as Batman, uh, the comic, I thought it was actually just a one-shot, but it's actually a three-issue miniseries. So that's kind of cool. Ooh. Jurassic lead with Batman, and Wonder Woman, and Superman all being dinosaurs. Is coming oh, out. gosh. That sounds hilarious. I've kind no. of confused that.
0: No, yes. I just. Uh...
1: Dinosaurs are great.
0: <laughs> it's like a little kid
1: playing with action figures, He's yes. He's
0: playing with, like, putting capes on his dinosaur toy. <laughs>
1: that sounds awesome. Um. <sighs> And lastly, Damien is getting a DC vs. Vampires one-shot. So the main series is going on break for a month, and they're doing a a one-shot with Damien on the cover. So I assume that Damien's going to be a big part of it.
0: I don't know. We'll see. I think I've given that book a try every now and then, and then I regret doing that.
1: (laughs) Quite honestly, I just watched the videos from Casually Comics, because she does really hilarious voices for the characters. Okay, I'll do that. I want to like it. I just... Mm -hmm. All right, with our news out of the way, let's get to our review of Detective Comics (music) 1053. This is written by Marco Tamaki and art by Max Rayner. We begin inside a packed Gotham City courthouse as defense attorney enters a plea of not guilty on behalf of a client dressed as Little Bo Peep bail is set via a call to the defense attorney, Dr. Ware agrees to cover bail for all six defendants. Nevertheless, three of the defendants sit on the courthouse steps and contemplate murdering Dr. Ware. The scene switches to a conversation between Dr. Ware and Penguin. Dr. Ware complains to Penguin that he is not responsible for the security breach that resulted in the party crashers' arrests. Penguin reminds Dr. Ware that he is owed money and states that he is happy to extend a loan on his standard terms. Dr. Ware leaves and is accosted by several party crashers armed with stun guns. They are angry about their arrest, the interference from the Bat family, and interruptions in the supply of Numb, their drug. After threats and electric shocks, they begin walking away. Dr. Ware calls them back by informing them of another problem he has learned about via text message. A disgruntled former employee who witnessed an incident plans to go to the press. A party crasher with an axe hides in the witness's apartment. She avoids the initial assault and flees outside. Batgirl swoops in for the rescue. The witness flees. Later, Batwoman asks Deb Donovan for information about the witness and compares notes in the cave with Oracle. They discuss the fact that Mayor Nakano is still backing the Arkham Tower project. Inside the tower, Nightwing is still posing as an orderly as he investigates. He finds Nero 19 in the ICU and listens As Nero murmurs, his hold is breaking. He visits Huntress and tries to help her recollect her movements and actions. She struggles to remember, under the bed, he discovers his hold is breaking, written in blood. Back in the cave, Oracle and Batwoman discuss which rogues might use mind-control powers. Batman tells Nightwing she is sending Cass for backup. Nightwing makes his way to the top of Arkham Tower as a party-crasher advances on the cave via the sewers. Nightwing breaks into Dr. Ocean's office and finds Psychopirate, who freezes him with his mind-control powers, while the party crashers assault the Batgirls, Batwoman, and Oracle in the cave. So, we have an issue. What would you say the main, the, the key, like, turn or event or piece of information in this issue is?
0: Hmm, well the bat family knows that psycho pirate is the baddie and one well, of the baddies and the party crashers have started to kill people and now the bat family needs to i don't know they don't evacuate but you know something I mean, happens to them
1: <laughs> part of the problem cuz i tend to like read these like next to each other or think of them as a big lump so i'm trying to sort of think of them in in chunks or chapters Mm -hmm. and so i'd say definitely the ending where nightwing bursts in on psycho pirate that's a big event and i'd say that the rising tensions on dr Ware from penguin and the party crashers oh yeah are are the other big thing that we see uh the bat family i don't think the bat family as a whole really learns a whole lot nightwing of course does but the rest of the bat family is kind of pinned down by the party crashers in this one Uh, okay in this one, that's true.
0: Um, I guess I forget Dr. Ware matters because...
1: Because <laughs> we know he's, he's dead.
0: Because you know he's dead. So it's like, well, who cares if he's indebted to the penguin? He's going to be dead in 12 hours.
1: That's an interesting thing. Do you? So I don't think we're supposed to sympathize with Dr. Ware. Uh, would you agree? No, he's
0: literally dug his own grave. Right.
1: And he's like, just kind of a pathetic con man who's kind of just mad and small. He's not like a he's not like the boy in the backups, for example, who has a lot of like very sympathetic encounters. Yeah.
0: For sure. No, no. Doctor Ware every step of, every pile of poop that he steps in, he put he put there. He's no. There's <laughs> yeah, no did sympathy he poop for it out? Well, he got it from somewhere. I'm not saying where he got it from.
1: Okay. Some of,
0: some of it's his own. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this this issue, just over the halfway point, feels like everything's sort of building. So, like, we've had, like, these short intervals of extreme violence, and they seem to be, like, increasing. Like, the tempo seems to be picking up a bit.
0: For sure. Like, it does seem, like, there's, there's still detecting and mystery and stuff going on, but it's definitely starting to build up to the crescendo, like... The tension is getting pretty thick, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got so many pieces of tension. We've got, you know, what the Bat family is facing with the party Crashers. We've got Nightwing and uh, Dr. Meridian in the tower, where we know things are going to go really wrong. We have uh, Penguin and Party Crashers on wear, and even though we don't like him, like, that's a lot of tension. Because, you know, he's the key to everything running, and when he leaves... (laughs)
0: And people we like are in the way of where right now. Like, oh yes, yeah.
1: Like Huntress particularly, like she's yeah. very vulnerable right now. So yeah, to me this issue sort of is like the the repetition of his hold is breaking. It's a really cool thing because it it mm-hmm. builds that tension. It has sort of a poetry to it. So I really like that.
0: It's interesting that I know we kind of talked about it last time. I think about whether or not he they know who he is and the fact that. Nero and Huntress are saying, like, the same phrase makes me think that something that's just subconscious to them, like maybe it's the same as I'm okay or I'm good or whatever it was they were saying. Yeah, I feel great. I'm happy. I feel great. I feel great. I
1: feel wonderful. I feel good. Still great. I feel wonderful. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel good.
0: Is that that maybe when when Psycho Private gets weak, he is unconsciously sending the message "I'm getting weak," and maybe they're interpreting that as his hold, or maybe he's he's sending out the signal, "My hold is breaking," and then they're hearing that, and that's why they're repeating it.
1: But yeah, only in I the, think that they have a sense of his mind, like his mind yeah. control has like a flavor of his personality to it.
0: Yeah. So I don't think they know who he is.
1: But I think they do have a sense of him. Like they, yeah. they have a sense that he's frantic and increasingly losing his grip. Yeah. yeah, so let's move on to our backup summary. The boy plays cards in Arkham Asylum with the rogues, including Clayface and Solomon Grundy. A voice over the loudspeaker announces Liberation Day, and the rogues prepare to flee. The boy seems to indicate he wants to stay. He continues to play with his cards until he is alone. Bane arrives and indicates his surprise that anyone remains. Bane tells the boy that it is time to leave, and Arkham Asylum is really a place to keep broken things, but that things that break can heal and be reborn in stronger form. The boy tells Bane that he hates Babbit, and Bane tells him to go and remake himself. The boy leaves with a gun, but is subsequently disarmed by a guard who is about to shoot him. Zaz murders the guard and prepares to eviscerate the boy until he is stopped by Bane. Bane instructs him to fight unarmed and takes out Zaz before he can do lasting harm to the boy. Bane instructs the boy that he can only ever completely lose one fight. If you rise after every defeat, you cannot truly lose. The boy leaves Arkham Asylum and searches the streets for Elliot until he finds him. He embraces his friend and asks for help getting out of Gotham so we're in nightfall now which i think is very exciting because previously we had encounters with dick and jason so we had a sense of passing time but now we have one of the most famous events in batman history and the boy is living through it um, how do you think bane appears and what do you think about the themes of bane's advice or his lessons to the boy
0: that encounter was very interesting because the- The boy has nowhere to go, and that's why the boy is just sitting there. Like, he's not interested in going anywhere because out there is just Batman, (laughs) and he hates Batman.
1: And the villains, he doesn't really like the villains either.
0: That's true. I mean, he was probably made a few friends, but yeah, overall, he's just not interested.
1: I mean, Penguin's Um, definitely going to kill him if he finds him, and Scarecrow's abused him, so. Yeah.
0: So this poor kid is just so lost. He doesn't even want the freedom that's being offered to him. Um, it was it was very interesting, yeah. Exchange and and Bane. I'll be honest. I've never read Nightfall. I don't know what Bane's real motivation is here. I mean, obviously, I kind of do later. But it's Bane is such an interesting character. Like he's not he's not just pure evil. Like he's got thoughts and feelings about. Things and the fact that he's trying to encourage and help the boy is very interesting. Well, but still trying that, to get the boy to strong, yeah. get help the boy strengthen up.
1: One of the things that Bane, that Chuck Dixon has always said about Bane is that Bane views himself as an innocent because he was born in prison, um, and the the corrupt military junta who controlled Santa Prisca condemned him to serve his father's sentence. Um, so he has literally been one of the most horrifically abused victims in the world since he was born, and that's why he's been so angry that's why he you know he he views himself as a liberator of Santa Prisca because he overthrew that government and took over and he thinks he's doing it for the good of the people so here you see that same attitude he thinks that Batman is like a tyrant, like the people who abused him in prison, and so he wants to break Batman and liberate Gotham. Um, and he sees that teaching the boy is part of that. So I thought it was really compli- complicated. Like, And I think it's also really cool because you can think about the lessons of Bane um, with regards to Batman himself. Because, you know, Batman himself in Nightfall had his back broken and had to be reborn. Um, he's seemed to die in, like, R.I.P. And he came back from that. Um, so this theme of death and rebirth is applicable to so many things not just to bane i I really like that kind of poetic resonance that it has so let's give our ratings for detective comics ten fifty three out of five taser guns
0: we're attacking taser guns (laughs) (laughs) um i uh, i just love this series so much and uh, the tension is just built so well. And the art is fantastic, and we get a full shot of uh, Nightwing. <gasps> <laughs> um, the important oh, things in life. The important things in life, and the girls look great too. <sighs> Can I say four? I kind of want to say four. I'm
1: gonna say four. Also, the background. I don't know why tonight. you're asking me for permission. I've never said you I have to do
0: it. I know, I need validation. Four.
1: Okay i'm going to give it a 3.75
0: i was gonna do that but then i wanted to give it a four okay it's fine i'm fine it's fine
1: on the website (laughs) uh daniel gave it a 3.5 which gives us an average score of 3.75 and no mode and let's move on to detective comics 1054 (laughs)
0: Detective Comics number 1054, written by Mariko Tamaki and art by Max Raynor. As pedestrians walk the streets of Gotham, they hear the sounds of pitched battle between the Party Crashers and the Bat Family Underground. Steph, one of the Bat Girls, takes the lead in taking down the gang, while Babs tries to locate Nightwing. Batwoman organizes the team as Nakano panics about the opening of Arkham Tower. Dr. Ware is threatened by Penguin for the missing drugs, while Psycho Pirate holds Nightwing captive with his powers. Another group of party crashers heads to Arkham Tower, hoping to get their money from Dr. Ware. Dr. Meridian walks through the tower, hearing patients chant, his hold is breaking, as Nakano prepares to bring his wife to the opening as a patient. Steph infiltrates the crowd as Dr. Ware begins his speech, but Psycho Pirate loses his grip on Nightwing as the party crashers enter the building and the inmates start murdering staff just as Batwoman, trying to convince Nakano of what the Bat family has uncovered, receiving word from Steph that the tower is under attack as she takes on the party crashers alone in civilian gear. Huntress, Kuyuki Nakano, Anna and Mr. Freeze all start planning, while Siphon captures Dr. Ware and prepares to kill him.
1: So, this is the inflection point, I would say. What do you think? Hmm, what
0: do you mean by inflection point?
1: Well, it's the tipping over from um, the tension mounting to it spilling over into the direct assault.
0: Yes. Yes. This is the beginning of the end. Yes.
1: So we've entered what I would say is probably Act 3.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Because this is issue 9 of 12. So we are... Or is it? No, this is 8.
0: Well, hopefully the last issue will be some kind of epilogue.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. But, so... Every All hell has broken loose at Arkham Tower. And I think it's really cool how all the pieces are moving to be in the same place. Now, one of the criticisms I've read of what's going on is that it feels like the Bat family is not really contributing much. But I would disagree. I think that the Bat family is being a good detective. Like, they're, they're hunting down clues, they're doing the work, they're pounding the pavement. And because they've done that, Steph and Dick are in position when everything goes wrong. Now, Batwoman and Cass aren't there, but they at least have people on the ground. And they wouldn't have that unless they'd been following the clues, you know? So it feels like the Bat family's taken action, and by doing so, they're in the right place when they need to be.
0: And this also wasn't, like, bad guy does bad things. This is... This is supposed to be a legitimate enterprise. This has the backing of the mayor who is not corrupt. This is supposed to be a personal thing for the mayor that he wants to work. Like, this isn't saying, oh, this is obviously Bad News Bears. This is a guy who's been very good at covering his tracks. Like, the Bat family's had to do a lot of work. And like you said, they got their people on inside. Uh, Kate was working there for a little while. She was a person on inside. They have... Meridian inside, even though she's not, you know, combat. She's still one of their people. And Huntress is there. Like, I feel like there's enough personal threads that you couldn't just say, go in guns a-blazing, or I guess batarangs (laughs) a-blazing, and take them down because you needed proof. Or we needed to see that something was really wrong before the Bat family could intervene. Like, very, I don't know. I just can't think of too many times where it was like, let's, as vigilantes, take down Arkham. Like, how many times has that really happened? I don't
1: know. Well, I, look, crap, at, I look at another um, another mystery series that was weekly, uh, which is Batman Eternal. And I'm about to say something critical of Batman Eternal, so I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Batman Eternal is one of my favorite comics. I love it. But as a mystery, it's very flawed because Batman spends the entire time chasing down one bad guy after another and accusing him of being the big bad guy. And then at the end, the main big bad guy just sort of walks up and says, Aha, it's me, and this is my plan. <laughs> and Batman didn't actually figure anything out. Uh... In this one, it feels to me like they actually were figuring things out. Like they're not just going to stumble on the plan and be like, Oh, the bad guy's going to monologue to me. Like, at this point, they don't need to figure anything else out. They're in position, and they just need to save everyone they can and take down the villains. Sort of a, an art question, uh, Max Rayner draws Babs wearing the exact same outfit that Jorge Jimenez drew, uh, the sweater with the vest over it. Um, do you think that's it's a good idea to have civilian clothes be consistent from book to book, or do you think that makes it feel like everyone just has one pair of clothes?
0: <laughs> um. I think it's fine for her to have her glasses and her flowy hair and her vest or whatever. Maybe she's really into vests lately.
1: What is she wearing? Hold on. I'm having trouble finding her. Well, it's the black sweater and then like a green vest over it and tan sort of jean capri type things. Yeah. Maybe that's just the style she likes right now. I mean, I did that for a while. Well, it's a very, I think it's a nice look and it, it definitely has a sexy without being like really over the top look to it. Um, but I just think it's interesting because that's so... It's a very distinctive Jorge Jimenez design. Like
0: Maybe that's her Oracle outfit.
1: Well, I like it better than her off-the-shoulder weird green coverall thing.
0: Yeah. That was
1: a weird suit. That's,
0: that's her, it's her Oracle. She, she wants to still be included into the team, so that's her outfit.
1: I, I am curious to see if, if Oracle... If she, she dons her Batgirl costume and, and heads into the tower herself you think that given that nightwing she knows that nightwing's in trouble she might feel inspired to try and rescue him
0: she knows he'll be fine (laughs) okay she's needed on she's needed at the computer she's the google
1: (laughs) okay i do hope that that she's able to figure out like some planning because it'd be great to have her like come in at a crucial moment and have some tactical advice that really turns the battle in her favor that would be cool I think uh, I I really loved seeing Steph infiltrate and then report in as Batgirl. I thought that was a really cool moment. That Uh, was very cool. And
0: then she kicks people in the head. And she
1: kicks like four people at once in the head. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, And then Nightwing, of course, taking on um, uh, Psycho Pirate. It was just, this was a really intense issue. And I, I just, I felt such a sense of like, we're here. When, Mm -hmm. you know, the hold broke and everyone starts murdering everyone. What do you think is going to happen with Koyuki?
0: I don't know. Now, she was one of the reasons I really wanted to like this. I mean, I do like it, but, like, she was was the storyline I was invested in at the beginning. Um, It
1: kind of just restarted here.
0: It really did. She's probably going to get worse. I mean, if you have depression and then you're in a traumatic event... (laughs) You're just not going to get better. You're just going to have to go to therapy more often. Ah, poor woman. Uh, She's going to get worse. The Bat... F- uh, Yeah. Nakano is either going to blame himself or blame the Bat family.
1: Well, it's interesting because, you know, he was listening to Batwoman. Like, so he's sort of... Yeah. It's nice to see that he's turned that corner with the Bat family and he's willing to listen. But, like, this could set them back quite a bit. We could even though it's really not their fault, they've been doing everything they can,
0: they've been trying to get him to like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's the thing with that, about the fact that this is structured around a con that so much is hidden by you know, superpower literal superpowers. That, yeah, like, what can these normal humans do that they're just following the clues, but they're up against someone who has enormous psychic powers mm-hmm. and a very clever con man, all right. Let's move on to our backup.
0: House of Gotham, written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Fernando Blanco. In the Batcave, a paraplegic Bruce watches the city burn after Bane's attack, while Tim begs to help. The boy learns that Bane killed Batman and thinks it might be safe to stay in Gotham after all. He sees Anarchy and Robin, who is now Tim Drake, attacking the latter, telling him that the last Robin hurt him and sent him to Arkham. However, before Tim can convince the boy to trust him, Asbats drops in and brutally shoots the boy full of shurikens before driving him off a bridge, declaring he will clean up the city over the boy's
1: broken body.
0: I hate Asbats so much.
1: But he's so cool.
0: He's not. He's not cool. He's awful.
1: He is awful, but he's oh. awfully cool. Ugh. I
0: hate him <laughs> even
1: more. So, how do you feel about this two-issue dipping into the night, the events of Nightfall?
0: Well, first of all, it makes me upset because it means I lose, and the Robins have, in fact, been changing, and this boy is somehow not aging all that much, while. <laughs> The Robins have been aging out of the Robin program. <laughs> so what the heck? Uh,
1: well, remember guess... that Jason, I think, was only Robin for a year or two.
0: I was about to say Jason didn't age out. He, uh, <laughs>
1: he died <left>. out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he died out. Oh, gosh. Um, this
1: does make me wonder if they are going with the original Dick was 10 when he started at Robin or the New 52 Dick was five, 15 when he started as Robin. I don't
0: know. Um... I think it's very interesting. I love the tie-in to the Bat history of it. Um, It took me actually a minute because I'm not... I haven't read it, but I am familiar with, um, you know, Bruce getting paralyzed by Bane and and all that whole thing. So it was very interesting seeing that get tied into the story and how the boy's (laughs) poor psyche is being developed. But yeah, other than the timeline not making sense... It's fine. I, I enjoyed it. I'm willing to just suspend my belief. Sure. Somehow this boy has aged enough and is still a child but is still able to. The fact that they keep putting him in Arkham just really irks me. Like Maybe he is just a really short adult but then so would Elliot. Yeah. Although Elliot, Elliot Tim, looks like he's aged enough.
1: Because Tim mentions that the boy is older than him and Tim was between th- 14 and 15 when he was uh... I guess maybe he was thirteen to fourteen when he started being Robin, but that would mean the boy is probably fourteen to fifteen at this point. And they don't really draw him being that age. To me, I'm not great at gauging age, but he still looks prepubescent in these pictures.
0: A little bit, but it's more that he doesn't look that different. Yeah, they don't even change his hair.
1: They change Elliot's hair a lot.
0: (laughs) uh, Yeah. Like, I just really feel like they should have done something. I think he's wearing the same clothing. Like, they just really need to do something to show time has passed, other than the Robins changing.
1: <laughs> <sighs> yes, I, I agree that the boy's appearance is is a little puzzling to me. But I, I like the fact that he's sort of dipping through Batman history. Uh, which leads to my next question. What events do you think we'll see in the last four issues? Do you think that we'll see Cataclysm, No Man's Land, Bruce Wayne Murderer or Fugitive, Hush, One Year Later, Batman R.I.P. The Court of Owls? Like what do you think we'll see?
0: What's the earthquake one again? Cataclysm. Cataclysm. Um, I'd be interested to see Cataclysm. Um, I don't know. Kind of I, ha- I mean, I have to assume that Joker's going to come back again somehow.
1: Well, you we could like, see maybe Endgame or Death of the Family.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, that would be a good oh, good, a good bookend for this kid's poor brain. Oh, his poor soul. I feel so bad for him. Uh, Asmats, oh, Sorry, I'm looking at the picture with the boy with the shuriken in his leg, and he's on the As-Bats ground. is
1: so mean to this guy. Oh. Like, what is this guy's problem? It's
0: just a little boy. I guess he's not. He's a teenager. But still, still, he's not
1: like Elliot. I mean, I could understand Asbest being like, Elliot's a punk. But this boy is just like...
0: But you still... No! No! Vigilante justice for being a punk is not getting shanked in the leg. I'm sorry. I don't care I'm thrown off a bridge. Anyway...
1: Well, I mean, this is, I would say, an accurate portrayal of Asbats' brutality. I mean, that's kind of yeah. the point. Is he was.
0: I'm not. I'm not like hating it. I don't hate the story at all. I just really hate Asbats. and so. This no, no. I know what good, you're saying. Like, like as as a child as as thinking about being Elliot, this is not going to help him get over his hate for Batman in any way.
1: Yes, absolutely, and I think that's why they chose this story yes. on purpose. Is that yes. this is a really good way, to sort of. Further warp his perspective of Batman.
0: Yeah, um, very well done.
1: I I loved it. This is quite possibly my favorite issue so far. I just really enjoyed it. Even though I really loved that issue where, you know, Huntress um
0: butt and took names.
1: No, the the backstory where you see No Man's Land. Actually, oh. that actually makes me think that they might skip past No Man's Land because they've already touched it. Ah. Uh. I but I don't know. I mean. It's totally up to the writing team. I'm just curious to see how this functions. Because going through the history of Batman in this way, I'm really excited. I'm really enjoying it. All right. Let's get our ratings out of five for Detective Comics. Uh, oh, sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> let's get our ratings out of five brutal Azrael Shurikens.
0: Uh, I knew you were going to do that. <clears throat> um, gosh. Three four four i was gonna say four and a half but i think i think i'll wait for another issue to do four and a half this was a four as well i just really liked it
1: i'm giving this a four because for me it definitely did improve a little bit um just so stellar on all parts and everything working together in a story and you can just see the pieces moving but you also like you can see the construction but you also like i'm engaged with the characters i'm engaged with steph and helena and dick as they're fighting this thing and i'm engaged with the boy as he encounters these horrors of Azbats, and like he can't trust robin because the last robin was brutal you know like i i get really engaged but i also really love seeing the way the pieces are being put together um so that gives us an average and a mode of four that's a that's a cool one ha 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 okay Alright, so let's move on to our Greater Gotham. Again, our ratings are thumbs up, thumbs down, neutral or abstain. So let's start with Nightwing 89. Thumbs up! I'd say a bit neutral. It feels like it's kind of (sighs) stuck. Like, yeah. Neutral.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Batman the Knight number two.
0: Thumbs up, and that was not Catwoman, and that was not Selina. You misled me. I said it was fake Catwoman. Oh, you still misled me. It was great, Although, though. Although it, it explains, it explains how he develops an attraction for uh, a <laughs> sexy cat, cat burglars.
1: Cat burglars. <laughs> uh, yes, that's a thumbs up for me too. Carmine DG, DGN... Domenico's art is great and the story is really fun um, and
0: I liked it a lot better in the first one I mean I liked yes, the first one I, first I, one I could see fine, the problems in the first one
1: but this one definitely feels like it's moving forward it's exciting Yeah. It Robins number 4
0: thumbs up but it's getting weird
1: it is very weird I, I kind of really wish that Tim Seeley had like a full like 12 issues because there's so many ideas in this comic that I think he could really d- dive deeper into each Robin and each Robin's relationships with each other. Robin, number 11. Thumbs up. <laughs> of course, thumbs up, yes.
0: Thumbs up. Oh, should we talk about it a little bit? Yeah, yeah.
1: This is the end <gasps> okay, of okay. the Lazarus tournament arc.
0: And even though there wasn't much chemistry or build up, he starts making out with what's-her-butt. There was totally Flat chemistry. Line. I
1: don't know what you're talking about. I didn't. They shared manga. Ugh. Whatever. But
0: That's it was like still the most cute. romantic thing ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I'm not going to hate on it, but it was not my favorite. But then Robin takes some Lazarus resin and takes it to the grave of Alfred Penny where she got them.
1: Oh my goodness. Now, I. I... As I said, I think that they should have this happen. I think Alfred needs to come back, and I think so, it should happen now.
0: So they've already established in universe, in Z-Force, Test so right. War Z, that if you ply someone with enough of the stuff, they'll be fine. Like, they are back to normal. And so in Test Square Z, they're only giving them enough to kind of have them follow orders <laughs> and not fall apart. But, um... That's getting interesting in that book, too, because apparently it doesn't work as well as they think it does.
1: <laughs> but don't they have to, like, continually give them a supply?
0: I was under the impression that once they give, like, a full dose, you're good. You're human again. Oh, okay. That's how I understood it. Maybe I'm not understanding it correctly, and I don't know if Robin knows any of that. But I can imagine he'd have to get together with Jason to kind of talk about it and figure
1: things out. But who knows? Catwoman but number 40. I-
0: Thumbs up. I like it.
1: Still thumbs down for me. Ah! Uh,
0: ah! Uh, I, I don't know. I just... I'm really digging it. I'm reading a lot of unhealthy webtoons right now. <laughs> so it's just really clicking in my, my 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 reading. I just like it. I'm enjoying it.
1: I don't think she's stupid. Harley Quinn number 12.
0: though no, that was cute. Oh, that was the bromance between... Carly and Ke- Kevin Kyle Kevin 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 um yeah that was really sweet I like that one the thumbs up
1: uh I'm gonna say neutral I feel like we've lost a bit of steam but it's definitely yeah. a good book still yeah. yeah task force Z number five
0: thumbs up but I'm a little confused but I think I'm supposed to be because I think Jason is confused
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, But also thumbs up. I'm really enjoying Jason grappling with all the people who are trying to manipulate him.
0: And now kill him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course. As always. Uh, Batman vs Big B number six, the end of the series.
0: I'm so glad this is over. It's not unreadable. It's just blah. This is, this is something you would give to like a kid who is just getting into Batman and doesn't have the capacity to understand big things and multiple storylines and complex storylines is just kind of there.
1: So is that a neutral? It's
0: a neutral. It's a neutral. I was about to say, yeah, it is a neutral for me.
1: That's thumbs up for me. I still like Uh, it. But of course, I've read all 150 issues of Fables, so...
0: Yeah, so it seemed like there was a lot of things in there that I didn't quite pick up on because I've only ever played the um
1: Wolf Among game, Us.
0: The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, that's the only thing I've done. So I really wanted to just enjoy this, but I don't, uh, I just didn't get into it. And the art. Well, the art wasn't my favorite. I think that didn't help. It didn't do me any favors was the art.
1: And that rounds up our Greater Gotham. We don't have any listener feedback, but I know that a lot of our regular listeners are behind on comics, so I just want to let people know, if you want to comment on an older episode, please do so. Oh, yeah. Send us an email or drop us a line in Discord. We're always happy to read things, even if it's not up to date, because we're here for the conversation, not for, like, you have to be up to date. I sure. But do send us an email, because we don't always check the the YouTube for, like, Comments from many years ago.
0: (laughs) Whether you are a first time TBU Comics podcast listener a 13-year veteran, or anything in between. We'd love to hear what you think about this episode or any of the comics we discussed. Send emails to tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net. Join our Discord server linked at thebatmanuniverse.net. Send us a tweet at tbu underscore comics. Or if you're a patron, leave us a comment on our Patreon page. We'd also love it if you left us a review on iTunes. We'd love to read your comments on the next episode of the Batman Universe Comics Podcast. Batman may claim he works alone, but we know that he needs the Bat Family. Join the TBU Bat Family and let us know what you think.
1: I do want to read our Patreon list. Um, So if you want to support TBU, we have many ways to do so, including a lot of affiliate links. If you want to buy things on Amazon or through Lego, just click on the link and then buy something from the website. And that gives us a little boost Uh, but we also of course have our Patreon and people who contribute at a certain level have their names read on all our podcasts so thank you to Lisa Slack Ian Miller, Gerald Green Joshua Pony, Rob O Tim Garassi, Robert Lewis Stephanie Mounts, Donovan Morgan Grant Stantons Gray Donald Townsend, Ed Grouse Captain America, Mary Garrett Austin Davis, Johnny McCloskey Cesar Diaz Jessica Morales, and David Richards. We very much appreciate all of you joining us. You help us to keep all those episodes up that you can listen to at any time on any of your devices or services. And without you, we couldn't have these conversations. So thank you. And that brings us to the end of our podcast. Uh, I look forward to next month where we have the end of Shadows of the Bat in four more exciting issues. uh, And the end of Batman. And sadly, the end of the maps backup. But it'll be great. (laughs) So until next time, I've been Ian. This is Steph. And we'll see you next time.